Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate, motivate, inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Miss Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited to have you joining with me today. Speaking of today, our topic will consist of every aspect of your life is for God's glory, a woman of excellence, and I'm elated to introduce this subject to you today. I have a very important guest joining me today for this special empowerment segment at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is dedicated to addressing being or becoming a woman of excellence family and learning that your journey is for God's glory. How does one become a woman of excellence after heartache, after a death of a child, broken relationships, after incarcerated children, and through it all, every single bit of it resides trust. Beautiful on the inside and the out. And by faith, God used those trying times for Renee Tabor to become or evolve into a woman of excellence family. Thereby, thereby, excuse me, you know how I get excited and start fumbling over my words. Let's get started. I have a wonderful queen here introducing to you Renee Tabor, a sister, a survivor, a hard worker, a one single mother with me, of course. She is definitely my sister from another mother. She is my friend. We have been through so much together, and I am so glad to be on the other side to see how God has raised her into definitely a woman of excellence. She is a Ruth who God did give her her Boaz. So that goes to my point exactly that waiting on your Boaz, you can get your Boaz when you trust in God. So welcome, Renee. Welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast family. Our focus again today is every aspect of your life is for God's glory, a woman of excellence. So of course, you know me, let's allow Miss Renee, Sister Renee Tabor to introduce herself and tell you all a little bit about yourself. Miss Renee, thank you so much for coming again. Go ahead and tell the audience just a little bit about yourself. Hi. Uh, wow. Great introduction. <laughs> My name thank is uh, Lashonda Renee Tabor. I'm so excited <laughs> to be with you today and just to be able to share a little bit about me and my story and never thought I got to. And, and so just to show how God can take a seed and plant it and it becomes a wonderful apple tree and that you can do all things through Christ I, and become a woman of excellence. I love that. And starting out, family, as you heard uh, Renee say, you can do all things through Christ in becoming a woman of excellence. And I want you to remember that because that is so pivotal in understanding that the journey is a process. So again, family, are you ready? Then let's talk about it. Every aspect of your life is for God's glory, a woman of excellence. So, all right, Renee, let's jump right in. Um, again, this okay. is literally my sister from the, she's going to share authentically with the audience. So let's begin by getting the audience acquainted with, acquainted with you and your story, Renee. Let's begin the journey when you were a younger woman. 
um, you had a child. What led to that? Or wherever you feel comfortable in the beginning, you can start right there. Oh boy, when I very first started off, um, didn't really know how to be a girl. And uh, so I hung out with my brothers and things, and a lot of guys didn't find me attractive. And so um, my mom worked two jobs, and I was kind of at the house by myself with my brother. So we went on. And so um, I was more attracted to older guys. Um, they were a little bit more mature. I was a little too young to be um trying to be in that situation but um got with my daughter's dad at um 10 never did anything and I kind of lost my virginity at 12 and so and then he disappeared and so I felt void and lonely and got with someone else that was a little older than me as well and um had my um son Andrew at 16 um in this relationship it was a unique relationship um he was abusive and so got with him um, at the age of 16. And then um, a year or 10 months later, I had a set of twins. Um, right after um, I had my twins, um, I was just so overwhelmed at 17. I, I, I was trying to work, and, and, and I had moved out the house at, 15, at 16 on my own. So I was on my own. I was working, trying to go to school, have these three babies, and just do what I could. And so... Um, in that decision, no one really knows that um, I had decided to put my twins up for adoption, and wow. uh, I was just—I was just about to sign the papers, and the Holy Spirit told me not to. Yes. And um, a couple months after that, um, one of my twins passed away, and so you know, looking back on that, I always thought maybe if I would have given him up for adoption, he would be alive today. But that wasn't that wasn't God's purpose. Right. I needed to go through what I needed to go through to get where I am now. Exactly. And so, um, so in '91 I had Andrew, and '92 I had uh, Corey and Patrick, and in '93 I I lost Corey, and then in '94 I had my daughter, and that was my final child. In '95 I had him tied. <laughs> they told me I had an 85 percent chance of having twins again. I said the devil was alive. <laughs> so I said, yes, we start that process in Jesus' name, Amen. But I know that's I was right. a mom of four children under 20, right? And so that um, that was a unique experience for me, um, being on my own and and just doing what I can. I've always worked, always worked, right. never relied on um, the system. Um, I utilized it a little bit just to go to college. Um, I didn't get to finish because I had all the children, which I will be going back. But um, right. so, you know, that's a little bit about me. And um, had some things happen to me 
um, throughout my journey that hurt my family really, really bad and uh, just uprooted us, um, just uprooted us and just, um, you know, just had some some trying times. I, you know, um, I always say that I live the life of Job. Right. And, <laughs> And I have a and I have a question for you. I want to go back just a little bit, just to kind of delve in a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I understand is is the process of the journey. And I want the audience to really be able to allow your story to resonate with them and understand that it could be anyone. We all have a journey. We all have a story. But one of the things that I think is unique is your timeline. I mean, you lost your virginity at twelve, um, and then at six. 16, you were pregnant again and 12 months later, which we all have a story. And by the age of 20, you already had had four kids. And that's a lot for any individual to experience in a short amount of time. And one of the things that I would really love or invite you to expound upon is if we could just take one second to talk about being that young and then somewhere in there you were in an abusive relationship. What was that like? And 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 kind of tell us how did, how, you know, where were you at even emotionally during that time? Because you already expressed how you were trying to go to school, you were working, you had four kids. So kind of tell us a little bit about that. Well, when um, I had met my daughter's dad, um, he kind of brought me out of being a tomboy into being a young woman. But when he mm-hmm. did that, he exposed the the beauty of me and um and so that attracted older older people where right. I got with my boy's dad and he was in love with someone else uh, a woman of quality um he had had a child by her and he he wanted to be with her right. and so when he got with me um I was a side chick for that person he wanted and so whenever I didn't add up to be like her right he abused me. And so in, in that, I, at the time I had my child, um, with him, um, I, and I felt that I loved him. I really didn't know what love was all about. Of course. And so, you know, uh, I've always believed in, you know, trying to speak things out. Well, you know, after, um, one of the things that he did for me was he brought me to Ministry Church of Christ. And mm-hmm. when he brought me to Ministry Church of Christ in Abilene, Texas, um, it changed me. Um, just the teachings and the preaching there, I became a Christian. And so I was beginning to be more strengthened in the Word of God. I had God on my side now. I was no longer by myself. Of course. And so when I, um, after I had my my second, uh, my my twins, my twins, and Corey died. Um, I just with the with him abusing me and, and and just going through all the stuff I was going through, and I had never lost anyone of, of importance to me. It was my first funeral, right. first person ever died on me, and I, I had I was questioning God, and so I went to church um, that Sunday. And the minister, Dr. Tony Roach, he stopped his whole sermon. Mm-hmm. And he he looked me in my face and he saw me coming down the aisle and he sat me up front. And he, he commenced to preach and, and, and teach the church and as well as me that, you know, do not blame God for this, you know, because God don't take 
you know, uh, don't kill people. And that that's a part of Satan and to see and to make sure that I always saw God right and that he was a loving God and that he had me and that he has never left me and he would never leave me. And so that changed my view. That changed how I spoke about God, how I saw God, how I worshiped God, how I looked after God, right. how I chased God. It just changed my whole future. And so with him, with God, and just the teachings of the church, I was able to get through what I went through. And um, and that's my journey of excellence. I, I'm I able love to- it. No, I love that. Yeah. I love that, Renee, because in a couple of things that you said, we're, I'm gonna, of course, I'm going to go back just a little bit, especially in particular, because a lot of people or a lot of people in the audience that will be listening, there will be people who are in a position right now that are side chicks. And everyone knows what that is. Or if you're unfamiliar, mm-hmm. that's, of course, the mistress or the person on the side or the the toss away or the uh in the bible (laughs) is really identified as the concubine that's what a side chick was so people you you think there's not a lot of interesting stories in the bible but they are when you see concubine in the bible that's exactly what that word today a modern word of concubine is a side chick so when you were in that area of being a side chick what was that like when i mean how did you feel well, you know, being as young as I was, I didn't really realize what I was um, at that moment. Right. Um, until I was older. And mm-hmm. so I thought I was the only one. And then when I found out that I wasn't the only one, it just destroyed me. It, it, it made me not be able to trust men and right. be able not not only not trust men, but trust my own judgment of men. And so right. I prayed to men that I said, Lord, I say, you said if I follow you, that you will give unto me the, the desires and, and wants and needs of my heart. And if I be true to you, you'll be true to me. So I made up my mind after my daughter um, was born and that I would, you know, I've always lived a, 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 a. I knew that I was doing wrong in having my children out of wedlock and of course. and being with someone and not being married. So I made a decision that I would. I was always hiding, and that I would no longer hide. Right. And so, anyone that I would ever be with again, I would bring around the church. I wanted my the men of the church to check this brother out. Of and course. See if he is of God. Yeah. And 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 then I was going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Well got myself in a situation again mm-hmm. and it it destroyed me it destroyed me right. um the, this guy hurt my family really really bad and in the effects of it even now um um it's still rippling it's like he threw a rock into a, a pond and the right. ripples you know everybody thinks you know yeah you experience this experience but the ripples of that experience can go on for a lifetime if Amen. you allow it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it, that happened, and, and so after that happened, and I was hurt so bad um, in this situation, <clears throat> I started gaining weight on purpose. Right. Um, I started putting on weight so no man would ever, ever see me again. Right. And so, you know, I, I just made up my mind that from this moment on, I'm just going to, you know, cut off all relationships. I'll never love again. Right. I'll never let another move into my life. Right. But God saw different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. all different. I, um, I, I love God. that. Yeah. No, I'm. I, mm-hmm, I love that. Please forgive me. I love that part, especially, and I want that to resonate with the audience that God saw different. Even when we yeah. are 
in the midst of our struggles are what we seem or it appears to be the deepest and darkest time because I've been there. I mean, this sister and I, we 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 made our sisterhood at the Ministry Church of Christ in Abilene, Texas. Yeah. Of course, yeah. that's where I was baptized. I love that congregation. I missed it often. And of course, that was the protocol at that congregation under the leadership of Dr. Tony Roach and the elders there, several elders there. And they all, what they did was at this particular congregation, they all took us under their wings and they became the right. surrogate fathers for our children, yes. you know, because for I had all boys. No, no. And then go. they taught us how to, not to interrupt, but they, no, you know, ahead. one of the things I learned at ministry is to put off my old self and put on my new self. Exactly. That I can I can be something totally different than what, what was what in front of me. Um, mm. I don't have to believe what was in front of me. And I live by, by that now. Um, this is temporary. Whatever's mm-hmm. in front of me is temporary. Exactly. And and so being able to pull out of my old self and then put on my new self, um, and, and that's in the word, put off the old man and put right. on the new man. And they taught you how to do that in a practical manner, yes. you know, um, with, with love deposit and love withdrawals. And, and so we, we study out, God's word, but we also, um, Dr. Tony Roach has written this book called, um, you are God's love bank and what that does for us. And we study some of the things in there and what, what that does for us is give you a practical way to be spiritually sound and a practical way of living this Christian life. And when I was taught that I can put off my old self and how I ran my basis of old self love of rejection and, and worthlessness and abuse and abandonment that changed my life, that changed my story. And so I was able to, realize that I'm a threefold spiritual being. Yes. I have a soul and a body and, 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 and that I have a spirit and a soul and a body and the spirit is the real me. My real me is a spirit. My soul is my personality and the body is just the house that my spirit body. lives in. Yes. I love that. And it changed me. It changed me. And so I'm able now to change all words, thoughts, feelings, actions and and that news um and these into mm-hmm. You know, faith, hope, love, mm-hmm. purpose, yes, and goodness. Yes. And you have a choice. You have a choice. You can save your own soul. You have a choice of how you speak and how you act. And you can be proactive rather than reactive. And that just changed my soul and how I viewed myself. And so I changed the whole act. I reauthored my whole story. Um, I changed how I viewed myself. So when I was going through that particular storm of, of gaining all this weight, um, not to be able to be seen, God mm-hmm. had a different plan. That's right. So God used what was now, what now an enemy um, as my pistol. He used her Mm-hmm. to choose me for my husband. And it's a weird story because my husband was in love with my husband was in love with somebody else way Okay. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute before you get to the okay. juicy part of the story. <laughs> Cuz she is so excited. That is the best part of the story and as we we continue with her journey. We'll we'll yeah, we later. definitely want to show you how because you know in anything there's steps. And and that is a yeah. part of the excellence part that I want 
you yeah. all to really connect with. So, Sister Tabor, I'm so you we, yeah. we we're twenty plus year relationship here. So I'm I, yeah. I'm trying to get used to calling her a new name, and it's such a beautiful name, <laughs> Sister Harris Tabor. Tabor. <laughs> yes, from Harris to Tabor. I'm used to calling her Sister Harris, but of course, definitely. So you were once homeless during this process. What lessons did you learn from that moment? Well, lessons I've learned that I can't give up. Um, one of the things uh, my mom did for me um, mm. during the trying times that I had, she she asked me a question right in the midst of the of of the pain. Um, I was at my wit's end, and I didn't think that I could make it through. And my mom said, um, "Did you go to sleep last night?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "What?" Woman, what? Yeah, I went to sleep last night, barely, you know, with all the drama I'm going through. And she said, did you wake up this morning? And I said, yeah. She said, you made it. Come on. She said, now. She said, you made it. She said, now you have a choice how you get through your day. You right. can either stay in the, in the junk stuff and things, or you can pick yourself up. You can change how you do things. You can Take care of those three souls that you have in your presence, and you can be the best woman that you can possibly be. She said, or you can stay in your funk. She said, it's all your choice. So whatever you choose, you take responsibility for that. And that changed me. I love that. So, as, I, no, I love that. As women, we often sacrifice what we should love mostly about ourselves for relationships in which has an appearance yeah. of what we want and need. Your story shares a time in your life where you were abused, and 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 then not only that, but you overcome that. So, even in yeah. that time, was there a time that you doubted God? You were homeless. You were abused. You had lost lost a baby at that time because I think a lot of people can't they they we look for people who can relate to our story you know and earlier you talked about old self I want to always like to throw in scriptures um sister Tabor you were talking about old self so for you of those that do follow the program remember that is in Ephesians 4 and 22 and you can read that whole chapter and that talks about putting off the old self and the new self even in Colossians so another thing what I wanted wanted um sister Tabor to go ahead and continue to expound upon was there a time you ever doubted god before you got to this part of your life after all that yeah that was a moment that was a moment that i didn't feel that god knew me um Mm -hmm. that he that he dropped the ball and and one of the things a gift that god has given me is he um he he allowed me to be able to write poetry. And right. so one day I was just writing to him. And I have a poem that I wrote a long time ago, if I could share that with you. Oh, go right ahead. Um, today. Okay. And it's called, I Thought About You Today. Awesome. And I just kind of, I was, I was crying and I was just pouring my heart out to God. Mm-hmm. And I was remembering, you know, everything that was happening to me. And so this is what I wrote. Um, it's called, I Thought About You Today. Okay. I said, I thought about you today and how you used to smile and dance. And how you were so carefree with your visions of love and romance. Mm-hmm. And I thought about your eyes and how they sparkled in the morning dew. And how you were so confident. Girl, your presence could command a whole room. I thought oh, about man. your strength and how resilient 
you could be and how the world was crashing around you and you stood firm just like a tree. Mm. And I thought about your voice. Oh, girl, you have such power. The magnitude of your depth and width, just like a mighty tower. Mm. And then I thought about your innocence and how your heart just overflows and your love is so potent, it pierced the depth of all our souls. Mm -hmm. I thought about your wisdom followed by the grace of your life and how God was your message through all your toils and stripes. Mm -hmm. And I thought about you and thought about you, but I haven't heard from you in a while. And I'm knocking at your door, girl. Please let me come in, my child. You are so important to me, and I came to remind you of who you used to be. I promise I never left you. You just closed that very door. And I need you to trust me and open it up just once more. So, girl, listen, I'm knocking once again. Mm -hmm. And then she slightly opened, and to her very surprise, she stood there in all his glory as tears hit her eyes. And she said, thank you, Lord, for remembering me. And so I go back to that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Now, let me clarify. You said that that was something you wrote years ago and you kept it with you this entire time? I kept it with me this entire time. And so when I feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. or I feel like I'm not going to make wow. it, I I remember what I went through and I go oh back God. to that. And mm-hmm. I just thank him over and over for remembering me because he's never left me. You right. know, we have that choice. He never leaves you. We close the door. Right. We don't let him in because we, we're so, you know, we allow sin to attach to us. And right. we, we feel like we're unworthy. We feel like, you know, he's rejected us, of, you know, and all these things. But he right. left. We left him. So it reminds me that he still remembers me. He had a purpose. He saw me from beginning to end. And I'm messing up his course. When I deny him, I mess up his course. So who am I to mess up what the Lord has for me? And why am I wasting time? I don't waste time anymore. So when I look back over the things I've been through, I think the choices that I made on my own without him, I've wasted a lot of his time and mine. And so now I'm honest, you know, we do the values of Jesus, new self-honesty, new self-courage, new self-forgiveness, and all those, you know, 12 months, I give it 100% because I don't want to waste time, even with my husband. I don't argue with him. If there's something bothering me, I ain't marinating, ain't letting him sit in the crock pot and blow up with him later. We're going to deal with it right here. I might not like what he has to say, but it's whatever he has to say. I know the person I'm looking at loves me, and it's a room for growth. Get over it, buttercup, and get on about your business and do what you need to do. And so that's kind of how the journey ends for me. I write... and I try to be just who God wants me to be. And I try to share my story um, whenever God, you know, wants me to share it and, and not keep it to myself. And, and this is just a great opportunity because I never really got to do it on this magnitude before. Yes. And I'm just elated. And I hope that my story um, and what I've been through and what I am going through and what I'm going to be going through from here until God takes me to glory will edify him yes. to shine light to show that he is an awesome and amazing God. And we, yes. we're going to go through all some stuff and things, but we made it. 
but we made it. And at what point in your life, Renee, you, it, it, no, there was a point in your life where you shared with me during our conversation that you lost everything. And, and, and what I like oh. about your story is that you're so transparent. You know, that takes time because some of us like to, you know, I talk, I've discussed that with other guests, you know, how we sometimes shelter ourselves. And I have a, a, a point, a chapter in my book where uh, it's called The Mask of, 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 of low self-worth where we put yeah. on this mask and we're hiding behind confidence and we're hiding well the mask of low self of high self-dignity we're hiding behind dignity and worth but re- i mean our and, and self-respect and all these other great attributes but at the same time we're we feel broken or whatever so you lost everything that you own and now we're on the brink of god is restoring you he's blessing you yeah. you're evolving and you're looking back and you're seeing that every aspect of your life was for God's glory. How did you survive in the in, in any of those instances of life where you, you have been broken by others? How did, how did you overcome that? Oh, the experience of losing everything that I ever owned broke me. Um, okay. It was, it was like yes. layers yes. Of, of yes. just bam, bam, bam. And so when the incident happened to me, I walked away from the home and then trying to start over, someone robbed me yes. two days in a row yes. and off everything that it, they just stole everything in the house. I mean, from towels to the refrigerator to the stove. Uh, the only thing they left in my house was my, my couch. Um, wow. And the only reason why they didn't take my couch is because I was washing the cushions. Oh, my and God. So, yeah, <laughs> oh, my curtain, God. I mean, I they robbed me for everything sheets towels cleaning supplies mm-hmm. you name it my kids stuff they stole it and then yes. when I started rebuilding again um got into some final financial hardship and lost my storage so all my children's pictures that they had from kids you know from right from birth to now like the only picture I had of my son um, that passed away is was thrown in the trash from storage. You know they sold all my belongings, and, and so at that point I was I was angry, I was mad, I was right. furious, and I'm like, Lord, why, why would you? After all this stuff that I've been through, and you see that I'm I'm walking with you, and so I was angry. I was so angry. Right. Um. And God said, you know, I've never left you, and I heard this story. Yes, and uh, I went to church. I went to church that night. I was so angry. I wasn't gonna go, but the Holy Spirit kept pressing me, and so I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna move away from here. Ain't nobody gonna ever know me." And I was doing what you said in your book. You know, I was I was faking the funk, and I was trying to be strong. And all the while, I was dying inside. I wasn't telling anyone. So I went to church, and so Brother Roach uh, was preaching this. Uh, a lesson called halt. Yeah. And he said, you don't make, he said, you don't make decisions when you're hungry, you're angry, you're lonely, or you're tired. And so he just kind of broke that. And it sounded kind of funny to me. And I was like, but he broke that thing down. He was like, you know, you're so hungry for the world to be your oyster. Right. And he said, you're so angry at the world and you're blaming God. And he said, there's moments where you're lonely and you feel by yourself. And right. he said, and then the world can just push you down so hard Amen. that you just so tired. And he yes. said, just halt. 
He said, how and yes. trust God. I and that, that, changed, that changed me too, you know. Um, mm. And that just gave me every time that I was at my brink of my point, I would, you know, God's presence, he would send me somebody. The Holy Spirit just will wrap me, you know, wrap me in his arms and he'll, he'll give me a sermon or something to strengthen me. And I, and then I, I met Troy. And when I met Troy, Troy was the very first person that I could say, I'm not okay. I you know, before, it. you know, I couldn't say that. I would, you know, people would say, oh, Renee, you know, you're so strong. You just, But they didn't know that I had to do what I had to do. And I had to put on this facade. But in the inside, I wasn't okay. I was right. not okay. I just wanted to scream. and But there was nobody to scream to but, but God. Right. But God gave me someone that I can scream to. Right. And I can yell to. And he said it was okay for me to do. And he didn't look at me different. He didn't see me different. He actually saw me as a strong and, and confident and, and, you know, and it just made me, uh, it changed me. And so, you know, we have those people in our life that we can depend on. Um, you know, like, like you said, me and you have, uh, been knowing each other for years, but you see what you didn't know was you took me in and you and you wow. helped me become wow. a beautiful woman. You taught me how you and Tar Wall oh, you, wow. you know taught me how to do my hair and and how Thank to you. walk and how to Thank have you. etiquette and, Thank you. And, and, mm. and how to be beautiful from the inside Thank out. Mm. And so that that changed me too. You know, now I'm I'm just sassy. Even on yes. my bad days I wanna be I wanna be sassy. <laughs> yes. You know what? I'm a woman of excellence. And that's, that's right. something you taught me and that's what you Thank brought you. to the table. Oh, and how I brought to the table as well. So I really truly appreciate that because I didn't know what that looked like. You know Thank a lot you. of people um, mm-hmm. go through their stuff and they want to know what it looked like and right. and so now I ask that question what does it what does excellence look like Come what on. does uh, a, a beautiful woman look like what does confidence look like yes. what does that look like for what you does that look like? and that's what you did for me um and just you know you and Tyrell just how I present myself in my package right you know and it's not just Thank my package you. it's the inside package too yes. and I truly I truly am grateful for that that's a big oh, portion of my were, life as well but you you were so you were my sister you were my friend Tyrell was my sister she's still my sister all of you are still my sisters and brothers and my friends and I'll never forget the way God brought us all together and I'm so God, glad that God did and I mean but you taught me so much too sister Tabor you taught me so much because you had a different type of quality a different type of excellence that I always admired which was your confidence in seeing everything you did you could have been going through any trial you always kept a smile on your face that's why I put that in my introduction of you because that's how I I most um, remember you and that's what I most valued and appreciated about you literally family I was with her through the uh, large portion of her journey, but there were so many times as my sister in Christ, when we would go to church, that smile would still be there. Even when we saw each other outside of church and we would go to lunch or whatever we were doing, that smile was always there. And I, I will never forget that because that gave me such courage. It gave me hope. So thank you for that as well. So what does it mean? (laughs) That's you. And that laugh, I'll tell you family. So what does it mean outside of, 
of that to be a woman of excellence. You're hearing it right now. It means you're going through trials. You're going through tribulations. And even though you can be broken, being that woman of excellence means that you rely on God. You find hope in the midst, right? So why should a woman or even a youth, Renee, strive for excellence within their lives? You know, we, we're not going to not have hardship, but we're not going to always have hardship. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to come across that my life has been so hard and that I haven't had any joys. And you have a choice every day to find joys. I find joys in the littlest things. And and one of the things about striving for excellence is, you know, a lot of people go through stuff that other people don't know. Share your story. Right. Um, don't be ashamed of you. Um, everybody in this world have made the same decision that you have made. It don't matter if you was tooting. It don't matter (laughs) if you was on drugs. It don't matter if you got molested. It doesn't matter if you was abused. We all come from pain. Right. And, um, and, and, and the pain for me, my in my story, might not be the magnitude of your pain. Right. Um, but there, but excellence is not just oh you got your stuff together. Oh, right. no, excellence I love is that. surviving for you. I love that surviving for you, being the very best you, no matter what. My signature is my smile and and my transparency of just taking life on and hey, even unto death, hey, I'm gonna give God my best every day. That's right. my journey. Right. But your journey will be, hey, you know, I just wanna survive today. Right. But my my thing is I just want you to know that you can you have a choice. You went to sleep, you got you woke up. You have a choice how your day is going to be. You have a choice. If you're going to stay in this abusive relationship, there's always help. You're going to, you know, even if you got to be alone, sometimes you yes. got to be alone with your own self. Amen. To love on your own self. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to know that God can bring you somebody better. Or he just might want you all to himself. You better say that. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing, ain't wrong, nothing with that. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I love and, and, that. and just having the strength, you know, you are, you are your own excellence, having the strength just to get up and say, no more. I'm a firmer believer that you train people how to treat you, how to respect you yes. and how to love you and how to serve you. And if you go fall for anything, if you fall for anything, if you keep doing the same thing, yes. you cannot a different result so you have that choice and you have a choice to be an excellent excellent is your choice to be the very best you every single day yes every single day even if you don't get it right even if somebody hurts you even if you fall flat on your face did you give your very best to god and at the end of the day if you didn't repent and go on the next day 
I love that. Let me ask, excuse me. Let me ask you a question before, because we are running out of time. This story has been so amazing. I would like to end. I was going to end a different way. But one of the things that we're talking about being a woman of excellence, all of her heartache you've shared, you've seen her journey, family. What led you to God bringing you your Boaz? I I, I really want to expound upon that because some people don't believe in the waiting part of the journey. We think that that, that, that doesn't affect it. So how did, if you could do that in about two to three minutes, tell us how God, as a woman of excellence, gave you your Boaz, Ruth. (laughs) You were definitely. Okay, real quickly, in two minutes, my husband, um, Troy, um, remember I told you I was putting on weight to not be attractive. So my husband is a very, he's just like you, exciting, high pitch boys, everything. So he was coming through my line at Walmart because I was uh, a cashier at Walmart. and. God presented him as a gay man because I wasn't even looking men in their face. Right. And so he had this high pitched voice. And he was like, hey, girl, how you doing? So I'm thinking, oh, this man is gay, but he, dang, he cute. You know, and I was like, all the, all the cute ones are gay, you know. And so one particular, he, but he was trying to get at me on this fight and everything. Exactly. And I was like, why is this gay man trying? He's an undercover brother. So I'm thinking, you know, what is this man trying to do? Well, he comes in, he's dressed, and you know, I love a man in the suit. He's dressed to the nine in the nice suit coming from church. Right, right. And he right. goes, I know you're, you know, he comes in with this deep voice. Yeah. I know your name is baby girl. Uh, so <laughs> what's your real name? Girl, all I can do is turn my tag around and say, I can't even, and the woman behind me, she passed on. She said, close your mouth. He did that. So he caught my attention and he has held my attention yes. ever since. He pursued me, but we, we, uh, he was living in his OSEP and wasn't trying to accept his news. Yes. And yes. so I didn't settle. Um, we stood up three times in the six years that we were dating. We were apart th- uh, for a whole year, those three right. times. Mm-hmm. And he kept pursuing me. He kept pursuing me with something about me. And so he finally said just the other day, and we were doing the Love Bank um, Institute. Yes. And he said, you know, now I've been in, you know, ministry. He's, he's come to the church and he said, now I've been in ministry for nine months now. He said, but it wasn't God's Love Bank that kept me. He said, I was experiencing God's Love Bank and, and new self and right. uh, uh, changing, reacting my story way before through the example of her. It was something about her that I didn't have. He said, I've been preaching all my life. And it was something, he said, he walked what she talked. And so that that was a great portion of how, you know, ministry have uh, just a teaching and the the sound doctrine and and putting God's word into my spirit and walking his walk that God brought me my boys. And I waited. I waited. um, I waited to, you know, I, at this point in time, I loved Renee. Yes, yes, Before yes, I didn't yes. love Renee. I loved Renee, and I loved Renee to not settle. And yes. so he got it, he got it together. Um, he pursued me, and this time, the third time around, he pursued me. When he pursued me, he was going to my family. We, uh, he repented for all the wrong he had done. Um, he he walked up into the church, and he was under my leadership, and yes. they checked him out. Yes. They said, you can't have it without us. And I know that's right. And, he told, and so he, he, he told me that God told him that he could not have me without God. I know that's And that's right. what a lot of women, they want that man, but that man ain't with God. Come on. 
And so God loved me so much yes. to tell my husband that you cannot have my daughter. Come on. Unless <laughs> he is with me. So, but let you know, let you carry me along. You and there's moments in our marriage where he ain't with God and gotta tell me, uh, you let him do what he needs to do. You stay on over here. And I tap on his shoulder. Yeah. And if he don't come get you, you just stay on over here and you can win him by your conversation, like you did before. Yes. And yours is that for me. And then gotta tap him on the shoulder and he'll come back and he'll say, Hey, you know, I, I I hadn't been what I needed to be, and I need to repent to you. And I do the same things for him. Yes. So, yeah, just be patient. Yeah, I know them days get lonely. And I know, but man, I cannot even express to you right now what the glory of God in my marriage. Do we have it all together? Do I have it all together? No. But uh, I'm grateful for the journey that God has. Uh, because of my husband, I'm in other shit training and sound doctor training, and I'm excited about mm-hmm. that, you know. To it is such a wonderful story. I've had e- an enormous time visiting with Renee Tabor today. I am elated to have participated in this show today, and I know someone was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much to the Savvy Speak podcast guest, the other queen of the round table, Renee Harris Tabor, who you can find out more about at www.imlisanobles.com slash podcast.html, or just heck, www.imlisanobles.com. You can find out more about Renee Renee Harris. And also, if you go to www.imlisanobles.com slash resources.html, you can get, pick up some free resources for you along your journey as you you can couple those with my podcast. I am so elated, again, that you have joined in with this podcast today. If you enjoyed the segment, please leave me a five-star rating on iTunes so that others can enjoy the show, too. I love you. I truly do. And thank you for being a part of the show. And remember, you... As I always say, you are a unique combination of experiences, clothed in purpose, strength, and destinies. Thank you so much and have a great week. I love you and I'll see you right here next time on the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire.